Hey, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. This is episode 100. Since we started in January, late January of 2020, this is absolutely episode 100 of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. My name is Scott. Good to have you uh, with us today. Uh, checking some some show stats on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We are now up to 31 states. Listen to in as many as 31 states, plus the District of Columbia. And we're worldwide in great places like Northern Ireland, uh, UK, Newport, Wales, uh, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Um, we're also listened to in Montreal, Quebec, Puerto Rico, Germany, New Zealand, Australia. We're everywhere. So thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast with all their great creation tools. A lot of uh, enhancements and improvements, I feel like, um, from Anchor in the last six or seven months as I've been working with the creation tools, things seem to be working a lot better. And uh, it's the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, as we've been telling you. Uh, right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we're brought to you by Anchor.fm, uh, Saucerility. Also by LakeUfallahits.com for great internet radio, where it's all good. Recognizable hits on LakeUfallahits.com. Uh, hits 2000s in the evening, Monday through Friday. And they have rock Saturdays too at LakeUfallahits.com, L A K E. You no 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 let me get let me spell that for you. My goodness, I always have trouble with uh, LakeUfallahits.com. It's L A K E E U F A U L A Hits H I T S dot com. That's a mouthful. LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good, great internet radio. So it's LakeUfallahits.com, Anchor.fm. Uh, Saucerility for your North Florida real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, commercial, or business. See Larry Saucer at uh, Saucerility uh, here in uh, North Florida. And you can follow us at BigJReport.com. Scroll the homepage when you find our 24-7 North Florida weather information. About halfway through the weather, you'll find the link uh, to find Saucerility. Click on that link. For Saucerility, and you'll be on the Saucerility uh, uh, website for you know residential uh, real estate needs, home, commercial, business. It's uh, Larry Saucer and his staff with Saucerility. Well, some things happened. The Jags brought in. Let me let me give it a Duval first with a, a 100 episode Duval. Duval with an L on the end, right? Duval, double Duval. Okay, it's the 100th episode of the Till Shirt Report podcast. We did 82 shows, 82 shows in uh, 2020, most of it during the, the COVID time. You know, COVID, uh, I guess we got the official word on, on COVID and cancellations of, of, um, you know, uh, sporting events, concerts, um, the cancellation of concerts, I believe, started last year around March, uh, mid-March to late March for uh, cance uh, cancellations, postponements, um, uh, what have you. COVID is still out there, still an issue. I did see something 
Now, this is very interesting because we, you know, we get all this doom and gloom in the, you know, in the local newspaper, in the world and national media. I actually saw something in the newspaper today or yesterday that said there were no new COVID deaths in Duval. So things are getting better. I think at this point, the vaccine is out there. There's like three different vaccines now for COVID. I'm going to be getting my vaccine soon. But, you know, in any event, things are going to gradually, maybe not rapidly, but gradually, ever so gradually get better with the COVID situation, which is a which is great for everybody. It's great for sports. Uh, it's great for entertainment, you know, concerts, things of that nature. So, you know, I, I certainly urge you to get the vaccine. I'm going to get it. Not everybody is, but I, I feel like it's your right if you don't want to take the vaccine. That's that's certainly your you know personal decision. And some people are not going to take it. Um, it's not for everyone, but I think it's for most people as we, you know, kind of kind of head toward herd. What do they call it? Herd um, immunity. I think Miller Mark, the comedian, got his vaccine the other day. Uh, he lives up in New York. So you're listening to the Till Short Report podcast. The Jaguars brought in C.J. Beathard, a backup quarterback. I think he started as many as maybe close to a dozen games for the 49ers. The record not good as far as his win-loss total. I think he's only won a couple of games out of a dozen maybe. However, the 49ers had some lean times, you know, after, after Jim Harbaugh left. So C.J. Beathard is a guy that I've, I've watched play, and he's, you know, he's played well at times. Looks like he's a developing quarterback. He's, he's you know, he's been out there for four years. Um, he actually, let's see, C.J. Beathard, you know, actually was out of Iowa. Uh, he was a third-round pick out of Iowa in 2017. So actually – you know, I believe that after the 2016 year, somewhere in there, the uh, general manager of the Jaguars, Trent Baalke, had left the 49ers. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, even before that, had left the 49ers when Baalke and Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, had the big falling out. So Jim Harbaugh ended up at Michigan. And Mr. Trent Baalke ended up, you know, working on Dave Codwell's staff. And then he became the acting general manager, acting, you know, the acting GM, the interim GM. And now he's, you know, in fact, the permanent GM. And I think that's because, you know, as we talked about, the Jaguars hiring a a profile, a high profile head coach. It was someone Urban Meyer would have to be comfortable with. And I think it's someone Shot Khan has to be comfortable with. So I think both of them are comfortable. But the main thing is um, Trent Baalke. There's a comfort level that uh, uh, the new head coach of the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, has with Trent Baalke. Now, the signing of C.J. Beathard, people say, well, he played for the 49ers. I think he was actually, you know, he was actually drafted in 2017. So he was... Uh, in, in my recollection, he was not one of uh, Balky's draft picks when, when Balky was in San Francisco. He came along after that. I'm sure, you know, Balky's had, you know, since he used to be the GM of the 49ers, I'm sure he's kept an eye on that situation even after he's left. But, you know, I talked to one of our freelance uh, writers with BigJReport.com, JC. 
he gave a glowing recommendation for C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard apparently was um, brought in, you know, and looked at and probably tried out by the Jaguars after he spent four years with the 49ers. The Jaguars have made the decision to sign um, Mr. Mr. Beathard, who has a great lineage. I think he's actually related to Bobby Beathard, who used to be a GM in the NFL years and years ago. I think I think uh, Bobby Beathard was, I believe, his grandfather. I, I believe I'll do some double-checking on that. But C.J. Beathard, he's played well at times. A lot of people like him. I got a glowing uh, report on him from... Of course, uh, JC, our BigJReport.com writer. Uh, JC's our freelance uh, writer in BigJReport.com, and he gave me a glowing report. Thanks, C.J. Beathard, to be a really good backup quarterback for the Jaguars. Now, C.J. Beathard signed a contract, and, you know, he's going to be making, you know, heck, he's going to be making um, over a million dollars a year. More than that. It's not a huge contract as far as quarterbacks go. However, he's going to make more than Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, going into his third year, is going to make somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe over $800,000. So Gardner's still under a million. He's on the rookie deal. So here's the thing about Gardner Minshew. Everybody says, ah, he's going to get traded. He's going to get traded. Well, Urban Meyer came out with something the other day that said, you know, that's not in the plans at the present time. Now, that could change between now and the the draft in April, of course. At this point, I don't really see the Jaguars drafting a quarterback other than Trevor Lawrence in that number one overall spot. Um, There's other needs. I mean, the Jags need to draft a tight end early, it looks like. Um, maybe one more defensive lineman to go with what the Jags have signed in free agency. I see tight end defensive line, you know, an offensive line player, probably a fast running back to kind of compliment James Robinson, who's, you know, James Robinson is a really rugged back. He's a, you know, he's, he's got a little quickness to him, but not a, not a big speed guy. And I think Carlos Hyde is the same type of back. So I think the Jags will go with a, a different back in the draft, a guy that can, you know, catch some passes. I mean, James Robinson can catch passes out of the backfield. He proved that last year. But I think the Jags will probably be looking for a fast, a faster running back to complement uh, Robinson, James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, who recently got re-signed by the Jaguars after he had been away, you know, for a year or two and had played well. Uh, Carlos Hyde had played well for other teams after he left the Jaguars. Now he's back uh, with a former coach, uh, Urban Meyer, of course. So C.J. Beathard has been signed to be in the quarterback room. Gardner Minshew is still in that quarterback room, even though some people posted some stuff the other day and said Gardner was listening to Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, like maybe now he's a free bird. (laughs) But – the Jags don't have to trade him. He's going into his third year. Uh, he can be in the quarterback room. And if he, he if he's with the Jaguars during training camp, meaning he's not been traded or released, I don't think he's going to be released. But if he's in that quarterback room come training camp, I mean, I can see Gardner Minshew and uh, C.J. Beathard battling for the backup job. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
I would like that, actually. However, there's there's rumors that uh, the Jags might be interested in trading Gardner for a draft pick. In my opinion, I mean, why trade Gardner unless you really can get what you want? You know, a third-round pick or higher, maybe a fourth-round pick at the outside. There's some people saying they're not going to get that. So why not hang on to him? That's that's just my opinion. C.J. Beathard, it's, he's, he's probably going to be on the Jaguars roster game one. However, that's still not 100%. I mean, they can cut you in the NFL at, at any time anytime they need to or want to. So do the Jags carry three quarterbacks? I don't know about that. But in training camp, I see three quarterbacks. I probably see four with Luton. Luton could end up on the, uh, you know, uh, Crouton, Luton. Um, he could he could end up actually on the uh, practice squad, perhaps. I'm just kind of thinking out loud with this quarterback situation. So if Gardner is not traded, if the Gardner Minshew, who's played a lot of football games with the Jaguars in the last couple of years, and he had a great rookie year. I mean, his num- numbers were very comparable even in spots, even better than Kyler Murray, the number one draft pick overall by the Arizona Cardinals a couple of years back, and Gardner Minshew was a six-round pick. So his numbers were very good and comparable. Kyler Murray and Gardner Minshew were the best rookie quarterbacks, without a doubt, and uh, that would have been, you know, in 2019. Um, Last year, you know, Gardner did not play as well. However, October the 11th, apparently he got injured, injured his thumb, had some, um, what was it, some thumb fractures, I believe, um, around October the 11th in the first game against the Houston Texans, and then he continued to play for probably close to a month or more after that. So I think it affected Gardner's performance, the play. Uh, Doug Marone, the former coach of the Jaguars, was, I don't think, really happy with Gardner kind of keeping that uh, that injury to himself, but you know Gardner knew it was his year. He, I guess, he in his mind he felt like he could play through it and he'd get better. But if if the injury was not reported, that's that's an issue too. And apparently, apparently, you know, he just wanted to play. I mean, he's that kind of guy, and, and, and in some respects, that's a good thing, and in other respects, it's not. So I would love to see Gardner still on this team. Um, C.J. Beathard. And Gardner, I, I I wouldn't have any problem at all with those two guys uh, battling for the number two spot and pushing Trevor Lawrence, who is going to be the starter. As long as he's healthy, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the day one starter, the very first play of the 2021 season. And most people, are, I'm going to say it this way, a lot of NFL scouts uh, feel like Trevor Lawrence last year, if he had a been playing in the NFL last year, he could have been pretty close to a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Now with another season under his belt at Clemson, I don't think there's any doubt that a lot of NFL scouts feel Gardner, not not Gardner, but Trevor Lawrence can come in here, make all the throws. I uh, I watched him in the, uh, the college playoff, even though Clemson lost that game. Justin Fields had a really good game that night. But Trevor Lawrence he can make those throws. There's throws. There were like, there were like probably two to four throws in that game that Trevor Lawrence made that Luton and Minshew cannot make. That's my opinion. Uh, looking at Trevor Lawrence, however, for the backup guy, CJ Beathard and Minshew, if Minshew's still on the roster and, and not been traded, my opinion is 
let them battle it out for that number two spot. If Minshew beats out C.J. Beathard, the Jags can trade him, release him. I'm, I'm sure they can get out of the C.J. Beathard contract at any time they want to, I'm assuming. That's the way the NFL is. What does the NFL stand for? Not for long, right? So I'm not wishing any 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 harm to C.J. Beathard. Injuries happen, too. However, our freelance writer, J.C., told me straight up, he said, I'm going to tell you how it is. You can quote me on it. C.J. Beathard is going to be a good backup quarterback uh, for the Jaguars. He, he had nothing but positive, glowing things to say about C.J. Beathard. And I'm talking about our freelance writer, uh, J.C., with BigJReport.com. So we're going to continue with uh, more of this talk, uh, by the way, as far as the trades go with potential, possibly potential trades of Gardner Minshew. And I think if they trade Gardner Minshew, I would hope that they'll, they'll, they'll obviously go with the best offer on a trade. I would hope it'd be a third round pick or higher fourth round at the worst. But the interest we keep hearing is the bears, the 49ers, possibly the Broncos and even the Patriots. I think one of the Patriots head guys, not, not Belichick, but one of their player personnel guys or somebody close to the top of the Patriots said they actually like Gardner Minshew and, and feel like he, he can be a good quarterback in this league for a number of years. That's the information that I was given by one of my sources. So we'll continue with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I appreciate you tuning in and uh, listening. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty, LakeUfallHits.com, and oh yes, you can always follow us at BigJReport.com. This is episode 100 since we started the podcast in late January of 2020. Episode number 100. Can I hear a Duval? Duval. Okay, episode 100 is what we are recording right now. On this um, Thursday morning, March of 2025th, it is. And uh, we appreciate you listening in. This is actually episode 18 of, of year 2021. So we had 82 episodes in the year 2020. 18 episodes now. This is a, episode 18 here in 2021. So you add it all together. And this is episode 100 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll continue with more uh, coming up. Uh, Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, also North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports, too. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You're listening to the Till Shirt Report uh, podcast. My name is Scott. We were touching on the uh, quarterback room issues with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But bear in mind, you know, bear in mind, Trevor Lawrence is is not on the roster. He's not even been drafted yet. It's, uh, you know, everybody's intention is uh, Trevor Lawrence to be drafted, you know, in late April with the number one pick overall in the NFL draft that the Jacksonville Jaguars have that pick, first pick overall. If uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence was not selected, my goodness, it wouldn't be a ripple effect. It'd be, oh my goodness, it would be, uh, 
it'd be explosive if the Jags pick somebody else and not Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, I think it's a 98, 99% chance, really pretty close to a 100% chance that obviously Trevor Lawrence will be the pick. However, for our purposes in talking about the quarterback room, Trevor Lawrence is not officially in the quarterback room. C.J. Beathard is, though. So is Gardner Minshew for now. And, um, of course, Jake Luton. Luton Crouton, right? And, uh, you know, Luton played some last year until he ran into that uh, that uh, four, four interception game against Pittsburgh. Um, Minshew's played a lot of football over the last uh, couple of years. Um, of course, Gardner Minshew had the injury uh, last year, played through it. You know, then he, um, I guess it was realized by the training staff, he did actually have an injury and, you know, had to sit out some time and eventually did come back and uh, play some more football. So right now, though, I mean, Gardner Minshew, if you add it all up, Gardner's actually played more games. I think he's he's actually started more games than than C.J. Beathard, not by much, but he has started more games than C.J. Beathard. So you've got uh, Gardner Minshew, C.J. Beathard, and Jake Luton. All these guys have played some games in the NFL, especially Minshew and C.J. Beathard has played. Uh, he's actually started, I believe, a dozen, maybe 12 games in the NFL. So that's where we're at. Trevor Lawrence not officially in the quarterback room, but we're expecting him to be in the quarterback room. Um, I was – Looking at some, you know, some new things that you know, some some new uh, developing uh, signings that are taking place. We all really know about all the the many free agent signings the Jaguars have, have made, like uh, Malcolm Brown to help uh, repair the defensive line. You know, also uh, on the back end, you've got uh, uh, Shaquille Griffin, of course, and then there's many other guys that have been signed to help repair the defensive line. Um, of course, um, the, um, the safety position with a former charger that's been signed there. And again, the Jaguars have made a lot of free agent signings, no doubt about it. Uh, day two was better than day one, but day one, you know, they did make some, some signings. Um, you know, as far as a player that just got signed, this is one that kind of hurts me. Um, in effect, uh, Mercedes Lewis, you know, back in 2018, Mercedes signed a new contract with the Jaguars. And then the Jaguars uh, went on to sign Austin Safarian Jenkins. In order to sign Austin Safarian Jenkins, um, the Jaguars went to Mercedes and said, now we've got to release you after he signed with the Jaguars just a few days earlier uh, with Dave Codwell, then GM with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mercedes Lewis played, what, 11, 12 years with the Jaguars? Well, let me tell you, Mercedes will be 37 years old in May. He has played another three years with the Green Bay Packers, and he has now signed a new contract, I think, which will allow um, Mercedes to finish his career in Green Bay. He'll probably play in 2021. 
he may actually play in 2022 as well. He's one, still one of the, the better blocking tight ends in the NFL, and, you know, he'll catch an occasional pass as well. There was one game with the Jaguars his last year here. I remember when he had a three-touchdown catch game uh, with Blake Bortles. So this is one that really hurt me. I mean, it 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 took the life out of me when, you know, pretty close to took the life out of me when, when um, I was happy that Mercedes signed a new contract with the Jaguars in 2018, only for that to be taken away a few days later. The Jags are signing Safarian Jenkins. They're, you know, they're trying to maneuver under the salary cap. And, you know, they tell Mercedes, we're having camp problems. We're going to have to release you. That was probably one of the worst moves that uh, general manager Dave Codwell made, not only from, you know, not only from a PR point of view, but from a playing point of view. Because look at Mercedes. After after the Jags released him, he's played another three years with the Green Bay Packers, and he signed a new deal to play a fourth year uh, with the Green Bay Packers as well. So I wanted to point that out to you. Also, going back to C.J. Beathard, who's uh, signed as a backup quarterback with the Jaguars, just wanted to mention one other, one other thing about him. He's 27 years old. He's a third-round pick out of Iowa back in 2017. So, again, general manager Trent Baalke, who I believe his last year with uh, San Francisco may have been, what, 2016 in that area. So um, it is I'm, is – I'm under the um, – I'm I'm under the understanding that Balky did not draft C.J. Beathard. It was uh, someone after Balky, but Beathard has been signed as a backup quarterback uh, with the Jaguars. And you know the quarterback room may get crowded, but there's actually just what three guys in there now. Um, so we'll take a look at some other things going on. Let's take a look at the wide receiver room, which um, you know the Jags looking at it. They may draft a, a, another wide receiver fairly early in the draft if they play, uh, find the, the right playmaker, uh, best athlete available. Right now, the wide receiver room has about, in, 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 my, in my understanding, the Jags have about five guys. Their top uh, five wide receivers would be Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, and then maybe Philip Dorsett. There's been talk to, you know, maybe he might not make the team. And then uh, that's five receivers. And then the sixth guy would be a drafted guy, perhaps, or an undrafted free agent. You know how that goes. I mean, that's how the Jags signed Keelan Cole. Um, that's, you know, certainly how they signed uh, Alan Hearns uh, several years ago as well. You know, Alan was an undrafted free agent. He, and he got a second contract with the Jags. Um, so right now, I... I got Marvin Jones as 1B. I got DJ Chark as 1A, and I'll say that. Even though Marvin Jones is a much proven wide receiver, he's got nine touchdown passes from Matthew Stafford when he was with the Detroit Lions last year. He got nine touchdown passes. The year before, in 2019, he got nine touchdown passes. He's a guy that can catch you 60, 70 balls, uh, and that's basically what he's done. However, you want to see DJ Chark step up. He's going to be hopefully signing a new contract with the Jaguars in a few months. We want to see DJ Chark continue to elevate, continue to improve, especially with a, a new quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I want to see DJ Chark become the 1A quarterback. I, I'm sorry, the 1A receiver. 
We know Trevor Lawrence is going to be the uh, the number one quarterback, but DJ Chark, I look for him to be the number one wide receiver. One A, Marvin Jones, one B, Lavisca Chenault, three, Colin Johnson, four, Philip Dorsett, perhaps five, if if he shows well in training camp. And perhaps a drafted guy, one of those best athlete available guys, whether it's a fast running back or maybe a fast wide receiver, a drafted guy perhaps is the number uh, six wide receiver. And then the number seven guy will probably be an undrafted free agent after that. So that is some of what's going on. We also want to talk about uh, college basketball. JU, Jacksonville University, had a rough season. Um, I see where JU has... You know, recently, just a few days ago, they fired Tony Jasic after an 11 and 13 season in the year 2020-21. There were multiple seasons, uh, multiple losing seasons, I should say, multiple losing seasons in Tony Jasic's resume with the uh, uh, Jacksonville JU Dolphins. Um, And he was with uh, JU for, I believe, six or seven years. So Tony Jasic was out and uh, fired a few days ago. The Jags have signed, or or I'm sorry, the JU Dolphins. Here I am on the Jags again. When We talk about the Jaguars on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, of course. But the JU Dolphins have actually hired a new coach, um, and that is uh, Jordan Mincy. That's right, Jordan Mincy. Uh, looks to be the new coach with the uh, JU Dolphins, and he's coming out of a highly successful uh, program as an assistant coach. So we wish uh, Jordan Mincy and the JU Dolphins well. In the NCAA basketball tournament, Florida was eliminated by Oral Roberts. You know, Florida won their, their first game in the NCAA basketball tournament, but then they were defeated by Oral Roberts and could not taste the Sweet 16. Uh, Florida State, however, has won their two games in the NCAA basketball tournament. Um, so, again, um, you know, Florida State, uh, they are in the Sweet 16. Uh, Florida was eliminated by Oral Roberts in their second-round game. So that's some of what's going on in college basketball with the NCAA tournament. Illinois, kind of a prohibitive favorite. I mean, they were eliminated as well. So there's been some uh, – some big upsets in the tournament. You know, FSU beat Colorado, beat them pretty good, too. Colorado was a team that had won well over 20 games in the regular season. Um, FSU has advanced to the Sweet 16 with a victory over Colorado. JU was eliminated by Oral Roberts. And again, locally, uh, JU has hired a new basketball coach, uh, Jordan Mincy, who uh, was an assistant uh, uh, coach at a high-profile program. And we'll talk more about that coming up, too. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Well, I tell you what, this uh, episode 100 has been an adventure. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast. My name is Scott. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we record this podcast uh, right here in North Florida. Jacksonville, Florida is where we are located. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We're now listening to in as many as 31 states uh, clear across the United States. And again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this 
particular 100th episode overall. It's the 18th episode of the season in 2021. We did 82 shows and episodes in uh, 2020. We know the COVID situation is getting better. Uh, however, as soon as it got better, then there were still, a, you know, maybe a handful or, you know, a dozen deaths um, in and around our area and, you know, throughout the state of Florida. So it gets better. It's kind of like you take two steps forward and one step back with COVID, but, but now with the vaccine, you know, it looks like we're gradually headed toward, what would you say, herd immunity, as they say. The reason why this podcast is very interesting is because I've been working on this podcast since, gosh, um, last Thursday, and now it's Monday morning, March the 29th, so a lot's going on. Uh, probably the biggest news that happened over the weekend is that, sadly, um, defensive lineman Tyson Alualu, who uh, was drafted by the Jaguars many moons ago by a former GM, Gene Smith, and he was even before uh, general manager Dave Codwell. Uh, you know, he was with the Jaguars uh, for several years. You know, he had he actually had a second contract with the Jaguars and played a couple of years on that. And then in his, uh, you know, free agency, he went to Pittsburgh for a couple of years. It looked like the Jags had re-signed Tyson Alualu. He had never signed his contract. But, you know, when um, the legal tampering period started, it looked like Tyson Alualu had made a commitment to perhaps come back here. However, you know, he was a free agent and uh, he decided to go back to Pittsburgh business decision. And I think, I think in reality, in my opinion, I think he wanted to come back here. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. So, you know, the Jags still have a couple of uh, new defensive linemen coming in here. I think that not, not getting Defensive lineman Tyson Alualu may change the draft plan slightly where the Jags do try to grab a defensive lineman in one of the uh, first two or three rounds of the draft. The Jags still with plenty of draft picks. Probably another thing that is being bandied about is uh, Kyle Pitts to the Jags. You know, grab a handful of draft picks, two, three, four draft picks, and try to move up to get Kyle Pitts. I think the camp is divided. Some people want to do that among the fan base. Some do not. Right now, the Jags have a lot of picks and still some needs. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first draft pick overall at uh, at number one. The Jags then have the 20th pick overall. Um, our BigJReport.com freelance writer, JC, told me he recommends – um, that offensive lineman, the center from Alabama, and he was giving me glowing reports that he could be the steal of the draft. Uh, Landon Dickerson, a center at Alabama, who, uh, you know, did a little research on him. I believe he was actually in the beginning at Florida State and then went to Alabama. Now, there's pro and con among, among people that some people, you know, don't like him picked at 25 
He could get picked before then or could get picked after that. But the Jags need an offensive lineman. Now, if you drafted Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama, with the 25th pick, you could kick Brandon Linder from center to guard, and that's more his natural position. But that's just a possibility. I think the Jags do need to draft, you know, at least one offensive lineman high. And now that Tyson Alo-Alo has gone back to Pittsburgh, probably need to draft at least one defensive lineman high, high in the draft, you know, after, you know, getting still, you know, even with Tyson Alo-Alo going back to Pittsburgh, the Jags still signed a couple of defensive linemen, uh, a couple of good defensive backs too for the back end. So the draft is still important. You know, I, I think I could still see a defensive back drafted, cornerback, safety in the early rounds, and a defensive lineman. Jags desperately need a tight end to be added to the tight end room. Uh, there were rumors about about uh, Zach Ertz, but, you know, Philly's always wanting to fleece people in a trade. So I don't know. Um, well, We'll certainly see what what happens. But number 69, Landon Dickerson. Man, I saw his picture. I was looking around at some research on Landon Dickerson. Man, that guy looks just like a truck. So I've kind of nicknamed him the truck. Wouldn't mind having him. This guy could be a center that's your center on your team for the next 10 to 12 years if you draft him. If you don't draft him, somebody else may get the steal of the draft. Is of course, freelance writer uh, J.C kind of calls Landon Dickerson, well, his, his quote, I believe, uh, freelance writer JC with the BigJReport.com, I believe his exact words were, he could be the steal of the draft. The draft, ladies and gentlemen, not everyone agrees with this, but it's a crapshoot. I mean, it really is. Um, you take your information, and these GMs do the best hypothesis they can and it's not, you know, you can take a look at the game film on what the guys have done in college, and that's great. But how does it translate to the next level? And it's not so much what they've done in college, even though that's important, but, hey, it's what they're going to do over the next one, two, three years or more. What Could the player develop even more? So there's a lot of questions that the NFL scouts delve into, I know one thing that I always thought was interesting was a lot of NFL scouts and some of my sources had told me that some of the NFL scouts really felt last year that if Trevor Lawrence had been playing in the NFL and not at Clemson, the thought was he could have been a top 10 quarterback in the NFL last year. When I watched Trevor Lawrence, you know, in the bowl game, what I saw was Trevor can make the throws. He can make probably all the throws. And I saw him make probably two to four throws that, heck, our, our current quarterbacks just can't make in certain windows, certain velocity. There were two to four throws that Minshew and Luton, they just simply can't make. So, and we just picked up, you know, of course, uh, C.J. Beathard, former backup quarterback with the 49ers. If Minshew is traded, let's get a high pick. Let's get a third-round pick or higher for Minshew. When would, he, when would he get traded? Could it be draft day, close to the draft? We'll see what happens. There's already been some trades where San Francisco now has obtained the 
third overall pick from Miami for a slew of draft picks. Uh, Philly got their nose into it, too. As uh, I understand the Dolphins, I believe, got a pick from Philly, so they're still picking pretty high in the top ten, I think around sixth or so. The draft is going to be interesting. And as we we have kind of looked at some of the mock drafts, it's starting to look like as many as four quarterbacks could be taken in the first four or five picks in the April 2021 NFL draft. So we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. The Till Shirt Report is continuing, and thank you for listening. And we'll be back with more. Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're listening to in as many as 31 states now, plus the District of Columbia. Internationally, we're in Northern Ireland, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Northern Ireland, Hong Kong, UK, uh, Newport, Wales. Andy Powers, a shout out to you. Eufaula, Alabama, Mad Max, Mad Max Townsend. Uh, thank you uh, for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, JC, especially hello to you too. And uh, of course, he's one of our BigJReport.com freelance writers, uh, Brother JC. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the free agents, including, you know, the biggest free agents, the biggest free agent was obviously Shaquille Griffin, the guy that has signed for three years, well over $40 million. I do know over $20 million or more is fully guaranteed. I heard that Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin's brother, when he heard how much money Shaquille was going to be making as a free agent signing with the Jaguars, they say he threw up. <laughs> so was that from surprise, excitement, or a little bit of both? Huh? So the Jags have signed uh, Shaquille Griffin, the uh, former uh, Seattle safety. So the Jags now have Shaquille Griffin. As a cornerback, I should say, he's Shaquille Griffin is a cornerback. He will team with uh, C.J. Henderson, former Florida Gator. Uh, C.J. Henderson, first-round pick from last year, now getting ready to go into his second year. Also, uh, the Jags signed a safety, Rashawn Jenkins. Um, Rashawn Jenkins is uh, now a safety with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played his college football in Miami, and most recently – Last year, as of last year, uh, played with the uh, L.A. Chargers, but now has signed a free agent deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Been a couple of defensive linemen already signed and traded for. Um, Malcolm Brown, formerly of the Saints, was traded to the Jaguars as basically the Saints were trying to get out from under his contract. The Jags had the room to add Malcolm Brown. And it was only going to cost him a draft pick, only a seventh-round pick. So that's a pretty good move by GM Trent Baalke and uh, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer. The Jags also got, uh, what's his name, Roger Roy uh, from the Chicago Bears. 
um, who I like quite a bit. He's going to be a big help. And, you know, I think he looks up to Calais Campbell. So he's one of those guys maybe can in the future can develop into a uh, Calais uh, Campbell type guy for the Jaguars. You know, we certainly hope to hope, hope so. Um, so we're looking forward to the former bear playing along the uh, defensive front, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, um, you know, then of course you got Malcolm Brown, who's a, a tremendous, uh, uh, run stuffer who was with new Orleans last year. He's probably one of the top run stuffers at defensive tackle around the national football league. And now he's a Jaguar, Malcolm Brown, uh, wide receiver room. It's looking like, um, Marvin Jones and DJ Chark will be the top two wide receivers. I kind of like DJ Chark to kind of move into that 1A slot. Marvin Jones, 1B. LaVisca Chenault, the third wide receiver. Colin Johnson, 4. And perhaps, if he if he is able to make the team, uh, Philip Dorsett, who's already been on a lot of NFL teams, perhaps he could be the number five wide receiver, the number sixth guy. Could be a drafted guy. The Jaguars uh, draft in the upcoming NFL draft in uh, April of 2021. Or it could be, you know, in the past, the Jaguars have had a lot of luck with uh, undrafted free agents like, uh, you know, Keelan Cole, who's no longer with the Jaguars. He signed a free agent deal with the New York Jets. But players like Keelan Cole and Alan Hearns, there's always been like a like a guy out there that um, – is you know he doesn't get drafted, but there's some wide receivers out there you take a chance with, and sometimes uh, they can they can make it. They can hook on with an NFL team and and play for a few years, just like Keelan Cole. The Jaguars did not uh, renew his contracts, and now he signed as a free agent uh, with the Jets. Um, Chris Conley's uh, contract had ended. And he was not re-signed by the Jaguars. D.D. Westbrook is gone as well. So your wide receiver room, basically, and if I'm missing somebody, uh, forgive me, but it looks like D.J. Chark could be the 1A. Marvin Jones, the 1B, coming from Detroit as a free agent. LaVisca Chenault is the number three guy. Colin Johnson uh, will be in his second year out of Texas. He'll be perhaps the number four wide receiver. Philip Dorsett, if he can, if he can make the team. He's come off some injuries too. Wide receiver Philip Dorsett. Uh, you know, he's a former, he's actually a former uh, first round pick. But wide receiver Philip Dorsett could be the fifth wide receiver. And then maybe a drafted guy, perhaps the uh, sixth wide receiver as, you know, they move into uh, training camp, of course. So that's some of what's going on with, um, you know, some of the evolution of the roster. Uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We also want to go over some uh, North Florida entertainment and some other area sports. Um, Jacksonville University has made a change with their head basketball coach. As uh, most of you know, by following us at BigJReport.com, you know, or, or following us on our Facebook group at BigJReport.com Facebook group, that Tony Jassic. Uh, when the Jacksonville University Dolphin basketball season ended and they finished at 11 and 13, the decision was made by JU to fire Tony Jasic. And he had actually, you know, done some good things, but had multiple losing seasons and he just couldn't 
you know, survive after this season is JU, the JU men's basketball team. The Jacksonville University men's Dolphins basketball team went 11 and 13. The, um, I want to tell you that last week, the decision was made to hire a former Florida Gator assistant, um, Jordan Mincy, just 36 years old, and he had been an assistant under uh, Mike White, the head coach at Florida, since 2015. He's had some other stops, too, as an assistant. This will be his first opportunity as being a head coach as he comes from the University of Florida, where he had been, you know, for almost six years as an assistant to um, the head coach, Mike White, at the University of Florida. So, J.U. has a new head basketball coach in uh, Jordan Mincy, and we certainly uh, wish him well. He was, again, under – he was at Florida under head coach Mike White since 2015. Some other notes and news across North Florida. The uh, Southern Steam uh, will start their EIF season. The Elite Indoor Football League will get underway with a league game on April the 24th. Uh, with a league game at the Ice and Sports Complex um, uh, near Emerson and Phillips here in Jacksonville, Florida. The NAL will start in late May of 2021. Many of the teams in the league include the Jacksonville Sharks, the Columbus Georgia Lions, and the Orlando Predators, and many other cities and franchises as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense has gone to a 3-4 a but you may see the 4-3 at times, but a 3-4 basic scheme, 4-3 at times, many, many different looks. Um, again, uh, defensive lineman who played the big end, Tyson Alu-Alu reversed course and was going to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but changed his uh, decision and signed back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's, you know, that's a shame. I was hoping Tyson would come back to Jacksonville and end his career. Very good guy. I've met him many times. And apparently it was a business move in regards to uh, Tyson, I think, wanted to come back to Jacksonville and play for the Jaguars. But apparently the, the perhaps the, you know, con- contract could not be worked out to Tyson's, uh, Tyson's liking and perhaps his agent's liking. So he's gone back to Pittsburgh. So. And I wish him well, man. I met him one time um, at, I think it was the Edgewood Bakery here in Jacksonville. And that's when my, um, my late wife was living at the time. And she really enjoyed meeting him and said how respectful he, he was of her and really, really a good guy. And um, so we wish Tyson Alu Alu well. He may finish his career in Pittsburgh now, but again, He was with the Jacksonville Jaguars going back to the Gene Smith days when Gene Smith was a general manager. Uh, Alu Alu signed, you know, a second contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars when Dave Codwell was a GM. And then a couple of years ago, uh, he left Jacksonville and signed with uh, Pittsburgh. And now apparently he's going to re-sign with Pittsburgh again. So that's the latest on that big defensive end, the big end. Tyson Alu-Alu, a past first-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he might have gone around 10th in the draft. Never developed into that great or elite defensive player, but still a good to very good, above average, an average to uh, above average to good player. I mean, let's face it, he spent numerous years in the National Football League. I mean, I think he's been in the NFL like, what would you say, Tyson's been in the NFL about eight eight years now? Um, 
six with Jacksonville and at least two with Pittsburgh. So he's been in the league a long time. I'll double check those numbers uh, for the next podcast. But um, that is, um, you know, some of um, you know some of my feeling about Alu Alu. I, I think Alu Alu, if, if he had a sign with Jacksonville. He would have been kind of like the gravy on top of what the Jags have already done in free agency uh, with the uh, defensive line and also uh, the back end is the Jags signed Rashawn uh, Jenkins on the back end. And also Shaquille Griffin was the really big signing three years at well over 40 million. And I think he got like 20, I think he got like close to $26 million fully guaranteed. So uh, the Jags busy in free agency, especially, um, you know, especially day two, uh, I believe they got Rashawn Jenkins actually on uh, on day one. So those are some of the free agent signings. Also, uh, let's take a quick look at some of the concerts coming up. I don't really have a lot of concerts listed in our concert report. We will be updating that more at BigJReport.com. And again, we want to thank our sponsors, um, Saucer Realty for your real estate needs in North Florida. Go to bigjreport.com and, and cruise the homepage or scroll the homepage, I should say. And in the North Florida weather information, right about halfway through the weather information, you'll find the link uh, for Saucer Realty. You know, whether it's home, residential, commercial, or business, I know Larry, Larry Saucer has uh, many listings in all those realms. If you want to move to North Florida, he's a good guy to contact about property and homes and things of that nature. Maybe you want to add a second home or you just want to move something along those lines for your real estate needs. Remember Saucerility in North Florida. And you can find Larry Saucer's link to Saucerility uh, at BigJReport.com. On our homepage, scroll down to the weather information. You'll find the link uh, to Saucerility. So we want to thank Saucerility. Anchor.fm, the simplest way uh, to make a podcast. It, it, I mean, it truly is. And um, a lot of enhancements, a lot of improvements. Um, Anchor's got the creation tools you need to make a podcast. The price is right. Remember, Anchor.fm. So we're sponsored by Anchor.fm. Also by Saucer Realty, LakeUfallahits.com for great internet radio where it's all good. They've got Rock Saturdays. Uh, hits 2000s in the evening, Monday through Friday nights, and uh, many other great things going on. A lot of recognizable hits at LakeUfallahits.com, internet radio, you know, where it's all good. Let's uh, check some uh, concert information for you. Not a lot coming up. I know the uh, there's been some, some concerts of 50% capacity at the Florida Theater and in other locations. I know that, you know, hopefully the the capacity, 50% capacity will be improving in the coming days and coming weeks with the COVID situation on the improvement heading toward herd immunity with the vaccines now out there for people that are 40 years of age and older. I just found that out this week and today, in fact, as we record the rest of this podcast on uh, Monday morning, March 29th, I, I, I saw something in the news about now you can get the COVID-19 vaccine if you're 40 years of age or older. And I certainly fit into that group. So here we go. I'm going to be getting it soon. I, I think I prefer the Pfizer over the other two. But whichever one you get, do get it. Um, 
And of course, I know there's some people that have just said they're not going to get the vaccine. But overall, if we head to uh, kind of a herd, um, um, if we head to this uh, herd immunity, just means things are going to get better for, for everyone in the long run as time goes on. That certainly is a prayer. Uh, taking a look at some of the concerts that are coming up. Let's see. Um, let's see. We do have, uh, I know Molly Hatchet is coming up. Um, when the concert started back at the Florida Theater, one of the one of the first concerts was 38 Special, which was held back on December the 10th of 2020 last year. You know, which was just what about about three months ago, at the historic Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida, with 50 percent capacity, you need to wear masks there, and of course social distancing. I do know that Mayor Lenny Curry here in Jacksonville has actually um, has actually ended the mask mandate in the uh, city of Jacksonville. However, I still wear a mask when I go into, you know, the convenience stores, um, you know, the gas stations, convenience stores, grocery stores, etc. I think that's continuing, continuing. I think most people are doing that kind of on their own, of course, but the mask mandate was ended just in the last couple of days by uh, Jacksonville, Florida Mayor, uh, Mayor Curry. So, Still, as far as I know, still 50% capacity, social distancing, of course, obviously, and, uh, and of course, wearing a mask, social distancing, and 50% capacity, at least at the Florida Theater. Uh, some more concerts coming up. Molly Hatchet on May 28th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's coming up in May. That's actually in a couple of months from now. We will uh, find some more concerts for the uh, the concert uh, calendar, which is located in our Neighbors 2 area at BigJReport.com. We'll be updating more concerts, but we do know Molly Hatchet is scheduled on there's Molly Hatchet. Uh, the original, well, not the original members, but Molly Hatchet is scheduled for May 28th. Every original member in my research that I found, every original member has passed away. But then there's members in the group that have been in the group for years, even though they aren't uh, an original member going way back to, you know, let's say the 1970s. But uh, Molly Hatchet, the concert with Molly Hatchet will be on May 28th. You got to give the guys credit in the band now. I mean, they're really helping to continue what the, the original members started many, many years ago. But the members in the band now, they do a good job. Molly Hatchet will be uh, in concert on May the 28th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Next year, I guess Elton John was in, anticipating that uh, that the pandemic would be over by, by, by next year completely, 2022. Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour will be held in 2022. It starts in January in, I believe, New Orleans, Louisiana is the first stop of the tour. And then Elton John, about three months later, makes a stop in Jacksonville, Florida on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jacksonville Icemen are playing hockey, you know, at the uh, Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena as well. 
good hockey with the Jacksonville Icemen. Um, the National Arena League uh, Football League starts up at Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in late May. The uh, As we mentioned earlier, the Southern Steam Elite Indoor Football League team will be hosting a league game here in Jacksonville, Florida at a different venue. And they played last year at the Eisen Sports Complex uh, located in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, near Emerson and Phillips. So that's a look at some other area sports. We'll also check in with uh, with Alex Nunnery and uh, get some of his reports and interviews coming right up as the Till Shirt Report continues. Thank you for listening. Well, you're listening to the Till Shirt Report podcast, now heard in as many as 31 states. We've been adding states, many, many uh, new states listing into the uh, Till Shirt Report podcast. And, uh, hey, we do appreciate, you know, all of you uh, tuning in. I know we've added uh, Arkansas, you know, as a, a new state. Someone's listing out in Arkansas. And about, uh, let's see, about uh, three new states we've added. So we're, we're at as many as 31 states plus the District of Columbia now. Uh, listening to the Teal Shirt uh, Report podcast. And, uh, again, we do appreciate uh, you tuning in and uh, listening uh, to our uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you very, very much for tuning in. And, of course, uh, listening uh, to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We are going to join Alex Nunnery uh, for some other uh, area sports coming up. And when I say other area sports, it means some of um, Alex Nunnery's uh, reports and interviews coming up as the Teal Shirt Report uh, continues today. Also, we've got a uh, actually a semi-pro football score to report over the weekend. The Panhandle Crusaders 29, the Gulf Coast Gators 0 in semi-pro football. That score was given to us by uh, David Martin. So thank you for that uh, score and report uh, from uh, David Martin. Yeah, and I, I just contacted uh, uh, David Martin a moment ago, and I, w- I was kind of curious, you know, in some of these semi-pro football leagues about the ages. And, uh, you know, David told me, uh, you know, I guess he's kind of estimating uh, the age group uh, guys that play semi-pro football in uh, this particular league are 18 to 35. David said there may be a 40-year-old guy or two as well. But again, the Panhandle Crusaders uh, defeated uh, Gulf Coast. The Panhandle Crusaders 29, Gulf Coast 0. Panhandle Crusaders 29, the Gulf Coast Gators 0. And uh, David Martin wanted me to tell you also that that's the Panhandle Crusaders rival, the Gulf Coast Gators. Again, the Panhandle Crusaders 29, the Gulf Coast Gators nothing. And uh, that's it. Another one of these, uh, you know, great. Uh, semi-pro football leagues. We talk semi-pro football, you know, high school football, baseball, and basketball, and just about all other area sports going on, you know, in and around North Florida and surrounding areas. Let's now join Alex Nunnery and get some reports uh, from BigJReport.com contributor Alex Nunnery, who also does reports 
and interviews uh, right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Here now is Alex Nunnery. Alex? On the hill this morning for the Episcopal School of Jacksonville Eagle is JU Commit Layton Perry. Perry, a third baseman and a pitcher for the Episcopal School of Jacksonville Eagle. Your final score from um, Providence High School. It's Episcopal. Six. Providence. Nothing. Late and Perry, the JU commit. Five strikeouts. Four hits allowed. One walk and a complete game. Episcopal win. No runs allowed as well for Late and Perry. The JU Dolphin commits. We're here with Coach Mike Jones, or Jonesy as they call him, the head coach of Episcopal. A nice 6 nothing win. Tell us how y'all played today. We played pretty solid. Uh, you know, we, we threw strikes, uh, we had quality at bats, and uh, we played clean. So when you do those things, it gives you a pretty good chance to win. All right, then. How is it pitching for the, the Suns back in the 80s, even though, yeah, coming back to Jacksonville? Well, I mean, uh, I've been in Jacksonville for so long, probably since since 79, so it's like my second home. But uh, it was always fun. Love the old stadium. Uh, just love the crowds and uh, love the Jacksonville area. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at Stallions Field of Providence High School for a terrific baseball game between the 6-1 North Florida Christian Eagles and the 5-4 Providence Stallions. The Stallions come off a nice 12-7 win over Bishop McLaughlin. Um, this past Friday night. And the Eagles come off of a 8-1 to loss over Childs. The Eagles head coach in his 38th season is Mr. Mike Posey. The Stallions head coach in his 21st season. That's Mac Machiowitz. The Eagles participate in Class 2A along with St. John's Country Day up here in Jacksonville. The Eagles, one of the best teams in the nation, being told they are 45th in the nation in the state of I apologize, being told they are 45th in the state of Florida. Head coach, once again, is Mike Posey. They are led by Blake Dinkman, the leader of the Eagles team is Blake Dinkman.
He's a two-lane commit. The leader of the Stallions is a junior. A North Carolina Tar Heel commit, Connor Hagen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at Parker High School, Howard Mayfield, for today's, tonight's high school baseball game between the visiting two and six Lee Generals and the five and five Parker Braves. Lee, coached in his first season by Corey Goff. Being told he's the youngest head coach at 24 years young. And the Braves, the Parker coached by former JU pitcher Dennis Robinson. Being told that Englewood and Terry Parker are the only two public high schools in Duval County of Jacksonville, Florida to win a state championship in baseball, ladies and gentlemen. That's a major accomplishment over all the terrific public schools in Duval County. Hey, uh, Alex Nunry, thank you for those recent uh, uh, reports here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, so much, uh, Alex Nunnery. I talked to David Martin concerning the Panhandle Crusaders, and he told me they play in the APDFL Football League. The APDFL. Let me double-check that again. Again, that is the APDFL. And, uh, hey, the defense uh, for the Panhandle Crusaders, hey, they had a second shutout in a row. Uh, the Crusaders looking real good as they beat the Gulf Coast Gators. I believe that score was, what, 29 to nothing. Uh, so, again, congratulations on that uh, that big win for uh, the Panhandle Crusaders, uh, 29. The Gulf Coast Gators, nothing, playing in the APDFL Football League. Again, thank you to all of our new listeners coming in. We've got uh, new states listening to the podcast, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Delaware, and we mentioned Arkansas earlier. We're listened to now in as many as 31 states across the United States, as well as the District of Columbia, and of course, uh, internationally, worldwide, too. A lot of listeners in Northern Ireland, Canada, Montreal area, Montreal, Quebec, uh, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. And we appreciate everybody listening in. Andy Powers in the uh, Newport, Wales area of the UK. Andy Powers, a special hello to you. Thank you for listening to this 100th episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We did 82 episodes in 2020. Now we have done the 18th episode in the new year, 2021. So officially our 100th episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast Um, has been produced by Alex Nunnery, also by JC. You guys have a great day, and I'm out. We'll talk to you again uh, real soon. It is, uh, as we record this podcast, it's uh, Monday morning, March the 29th of 2021. Have a great day, and thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm Scott, and I'm out. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you.